Back to episode 3 of the 2015 Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm ODN and joining me tonight is HBF and Mebby. Hey, good evening everyone. Uh, Hello. Look, look I mean, I, I, I'm honoured and everything like that, but you're the only two I could muster up. We've been totally abandoned tonight. Um, mm. um, it's been, what, about three weeks since our last podcast? Slackers that we are. Um <laughs> In that time, we have seen two NAB Challenge matches, and uh, we've had a week off as we prepare for our upcoming game on Thursday night. Um, in those two games, um, Carlton won Super Goal nine goals, eight seventy-one defeated Collingwood. Uh, whoopee! Uh, won Super Goal <laughs> seven goals, thirteen sixty-four. Um, and uh, just just running through the players that did well for us there, Yaron, Judd, Simpson, Carazzo, Everett, Jackson, and Jamison were named our best that day. And we also had uh, the following weekend, uh, Carlton, two super goals, 10 goals, 14, 92, go down to Geelong, 17 goals, 9, 111. And uh, our best that day were Cripps, Bell, Carazzo, Judd, and Menzel. Um, what did we think about those... Uh, about, about our form and the way those games went. Did we see what we wanted to see and um, uh, any negatives and positives? We went to both games, mm-hmm. so um, which was which was good. It was nice to see some football again. Um, I thought the, the Collingwood game, God, I can barely even remember it was that long ago, but it was exciting to see Clem out there. I thought he was, he was good. And also, I still don't know how to say his name properly, but I'm going to call him Bokey. Um, he, I think, showed more in the game against Collingwood than he did in the game against Geelong. I don't know if that's a, a fitness thing or, or what, but I thought he was good, yeah, in the second NAB game. Um, in the third NAB game after that, I nearly got hung by the Carlton faithful for saying that Menzel um, could have... Mm. <laughs> So I stand by my comments. I still think he doesn't have the best attitude, but he did kick a couple of goals, so I'll give him that much. But Cripps, I think, was was the, the man of the match or best on ground, whatever you want to call it, um, against Geelong. What a sterling performance that was. Um, I, I, I need not comment because HBF is busting at the seams to talk about this. <laughs> look, look, I am, and uh, can't really add much more than what Mebby's just had just added, but uh, what look, it was really... dying love. Talk about that. Yes, look, I, I think everybody knows that I that have a very big you, yeah? that I have a very big soft spot for young Patrick. So it was, look, it was. I would have thought, I think... thought it was a very big hard spot, but anyway. I was going to say that, but I didn't want you to have to censor me. Oh, no censorship <laughs> happening now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if anyone's actually listening. <laughs> look, I. think... I think, I think what I took away from the game most about Cripps against Geelong, uh, Geelong was that he did it against a full-strength Geelong midfield, and you know they're, they're still, you know, they're really still at the top of the game. They're those guys, so 
I think it was something like 30 touches, 12 clearances and a goal. And I'm not sure what more he could have done. Um, also think Jack over the those two games as well really cemented his spot for Thursday night as well. Um, just does a lot of things right. He reads the play well and he punches when he has to and, and that. So those two are probably my two sort of standouts for those, those two games. And probably just want to add um, sort of Judd's three quarters against Geelong as well was, was outstanding. So it'll be nice to see him, you know, 100% for Thursday night and see how, you know, see how Richmond, um, see how Richmond tackle him. Yeah, we've seen um, a couple of uh, the other players, uh, established, more established players, um, showing um, a lot. Uh, Everett in the Collingwood game certainly was started the game on the fire. And, um, and Carazzo seems to be almost back to his best. I love that because I know a lot of us um, forgot, I suppose, how good Carazzo can be for us. And watching him back out there and, and not cringing sort of because he looked slow or he looked, you know, like it was a little bit past him or he looked sore. Like it, he was, yeah, kind of flashed back to a couple of years ago, which was nice. And, yeah, I forgot to mention Jack earlier, but I totally agree with that HBF. I thought he's he's going to be fab. I like him already. I just think with uh, with Carazzo, and I posted this during the week, I, I just wonder if for Thursday night they might use Kernow and Everett is, as run-with roles and maybe use Carazzo as someone that can you know, be an offensive weapon for us. Because, I mean, he does get a lot of the footy and, you know, he's, we all know his disposal has improved. I'm just just wondering if Mick might go that way. And then if if he does need to use Carazzo as a stopper, if, if um, Kerno, let's just say Kerno and Everett, you know, they, they need a chop out or something, they've got Carazzo up their sleeve. I just, I wouldn't mind seeing him if he could, you know, gather 30 touches and, and actually hurt Richmond going the other way. Absolutely, get him around the ball, um, and you know, um, not in a negating role. Just use, let him, let him use. He's got a bit of nouse about him these days, you know, a wily old veteran almost. And um, yeah, and um, he seems to make some pretty good decisions, and uh, he sort of tends to make the players around him walk a little bit taller, I think. Um, so um, yeah, get get him in the thick of it, and um, and and let him do a, do a bit of distributing. I think his um, I think his disposals, you know, really sort of come along a long way um, you know especially when he's um, not carrying any injuries and his confidence is up so yeah maybe it's uh, I'd, al- I'd almost had him out of my 22 at the start of the year um, he was he was fighting it out for that last spot but um, on the strength of his uh, preseason um, um, he's he's right up there in our top 10 players again yeah I, I agree <clears throat> Um, one thing I noticed against in the Collingwood game uh, early on, when Carlton were doing a lot of uh, a lot of running and uh, the sort of just just running around Collingwood and uh, um, st- streaming towards the goals and, and really using a bit of toe, um, a, lo- a lot of that was because of uh, Chris Yaron and um, and the run he had in that game, and it re- really stood out in the Geelong game when um, Yaron and Simpson weren't uh, didn't play in those games in that last game, um, and. and we sort of got exposed for a, a little bit of lack of run. So it just, just goes to show how important um, Chrissy Aaron is going to be to the side this year and very close to our best player. Oh, definitely. I mean, you, you could see that at the game, um, that we really we really looked slow. I think probably only Bokehurst was was the only player we really had in that, that side that had any leg speed, and he had no influence over the game. So 
um, yeah, yarn is uh, yarn is super important to us. Yeah, we um, we rested uh, Gibbs from that last game. Obviously, we've got a couple of other players out. So um, I, I think Geelong had a probably a stronger lineup than we did, and uh, and we had rested some of our pace, um, and we got within nineteen points. And people are sort of every time we lose one of these NAB Challenge matches, I people seem to think that's reflective of our uh, quality overall, but um, they, they don't tend to make allowances for the side we had in and you know what we might be trying to achieve through the preseason rather than wins. So yeah. You know, we've got uh, we've Thursday night we get a chance to to show what we were trying to achieve. Yeah, um, I think um, I think uh, aside from about five or six players, I think most most players had sort of two games through the through the preseason. So I think that's obviously what the clubs decided to do. So um, the fact that we rested, you know, four or five of our better players against Geelong, um, I think probably holds us in pretty good for Thursday night. Um, I want to bring up another player. This is a player I thought uh, on the strength of our first game um, was really going places this year. And, um, and, and the whole preseason was very good. Um, subject to a few rumours at the moment um, around around the football community, and I'm not going to go into those because they are rumours and potentially damaging, if true. But um, Tommy Bell... Um, uh, showed that he could be one of our most important midfielders this year. Um, he makes some bad decisions uh, from time to time, but he's getting better. He's uh, becoming deadly on goal, and his ability to run and run and run and and just bullock his way. Um, bullock, he's reading the ball a lot better. I, I remember he used to fumble the ball, but he's actually he's actually getting a good handle on it these days, and um, he's he's probably been right up there with probably Cripps as our former midfielders of the preseason. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that other stuff. But, um, you know, there, there, there's some pretty good indications there. And, and losing the toughness of, uh, of Robinson last off-season, you'd think that you need a bell type, um, a bit of a bash and crash player in there. I, I did notice that about Bell um, in the game against Geelong. Like, I think him and Clem Smith together will be our bashers and crashes um, and it, while he does um, take a little bit longer to make some decisions I, I don't think he always makes the wrong decision I think he just takes a lot of time to get there and so he can get caught with it a couple of times but but Brock used to do that too and sometimes I thought he did it on purpose to get it like a I don't know if you'd call it a cynical free like you would in rugby but you know what I'm what I mean but um, I'd be really excited if he came around because I've always thought he was sort of slightly too good for VFL but maybe not up to AFL just because of his um, slowness with decision-making. But if he can, if he's speeding it up like he looked like he was in the NAB Cup Challenge, that's really exciting. Yeah, look, I, I think he's he's the type of player. He was a bit of a late-comer to AFL and um, he, he is going to be prone to the old brain fade. But... Um, it's a pretty unique role he plays within the side, and you know, if we, now that we've sort of addressed a lot of our outside run, and we have the, we have our skillful uh, inside-out midfielders, um, I, I just yeah, we don't really have a Tommy Bell in there, and they're, they're, you know, you sort of got your Dower, sort of um, Ed Kerno types and stuff like that, but but uh, Tommy also hits the scoreboard, so um, you know, and can and take take a mark, so yeah. 
as I said, we'll wait and see what happens on the uh, on the bell front. Hopefully, um, just more scuttlebug and uh, innuendo. Is, well, is it that's it. Uh, it's come out that a lot of um, journalists and stuff are actually saying that there's absolutely no truth to those rumours. Um, and I know Nat Southby, who I've had some not nice things to say about over the last couple of weeks, um, she hasn't said anything about it, and I'm pretty sure she'd be the first to tweet if um, Tom Bell was, had handed in a positive test. So I'm pretty sure that those rumours are going to come to nothing. Oh, there you go. Well, I, I haven't um, been on the boards tonight, so I haven't seen that. So... I'm thrilled if that's the case because uh, he's uh, he's best 22 uh, all day long as, as it stands. And I think we can fit him, Cripps, and um, I don't know. It may be, it may be Kerno will be, that will push Kerno onto the um, onto the fringes, um, given, you know, sort of none of those guys have, they're not, they're not the, the as fleet as foot ball players um, as such. But I think there's a place for all three in there somewhere. <coughs> Um, all right, um, I think we'll move right along to pre-game pep talk. Thursday night at the MCG, uh, Carlton once again resume hostilities with old enemy Richmond. Um, how do we think we're going to go, folks? What are matchups going to be? What are you looking forward to? Um, how excited are you that the footy's, uh, the real stuff is about to start? I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm super pumped. My heart says we'll win, but my head's a little unsure at this stage. Um, I know that Richmond has a has a very strange out. Asprey got stung by a stingray, so that kind of works in our favour, but it sucks for him. Um, I'll be interested to see if anybody debuts. I think Bokey has maybe earned a spot, um, but I'm feeling like it's probably a little bit too early for Clem as much as I'd love to see him out there. Um, I'm just really looking forward to seeing us play Richmond in round one again because I think that is a game that absolutely must be on the fixture every year. Given we don't have uh, we don't have Garlet anymore, and obviously you know um, uh, the the other person that went to Adelaide that uh, yeah, twelve months ago that we won't mention um, anymore. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> given we don't have those, does it seem that we do need um, either Smith or Tut in the side somewhere because you know they 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 will be capable of kicking those crumbing goals and actually making something happen happen with a bit of razzle-dazzle speed inside 50? Or do we... Um, be, and given also that um, Yaron generally is, is, is best playing off halfback, carving him up that way, do we need somebody a bit further afield that can run? Yeah, I think we should play Tuts, to be honest, and I think we should start him on the ground for those exact reasons that, you know, we get the ball in okay, and if we've got, you know, if we go with, say, Casbolt, Henderson and Jones up forward, you know, the ball's going to be on the ground a lot and I think you know if Richmond do have a have a weakness it's they're not an overly quick team so I think we could probably exploit that um, Tut certainly does have have speed so um, yeah I'd, I'd play him and, and I'd, I'd start him on the ground um, is, is I'd probably it... go with maybe Bokehurst as the sub I think on late you know almost part of that armfield role you yeah. know late in the game so 
Um, look, I'd probably be interested in the matchups and see who Mick um, sort of basically tags for Richmond, whether he goes sort of Cochin, Martin and, and, and Deledio, or does he go with Alice or someone like that? So that's sort of what I'm really interested in seeing um, on Thursday night. But yeah, um, my heart says Carlton, my head says Carlton, so Carlton by 11 points. <laughs> Um, who's going to get the, the key matchups? Uh, who's playing on Rewalt? Oh, look, I think Jamison will probably go to, to Rewalt. Um, the the guy that normally trials us is Vickery, which astounds me because I just don't rate this guy at all. But um, look, either Rowe or Jacksh, I think, will probably go to, to Vickery. Um, and then whoever doesn't go to Vickery will probably fit. So... Um, that's sort of how I think it'll play out. Um, it, it's maybe, in, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, Jack Jack seems like the ideal matchup. He's got the uh, the closing speed and the good spoiling skills. So you think he's more got the same body type as uh, as Vickery and, and probably could stay with him a little bit better than we traditionally have. Um, yeah. But what do, what does that mean for Rowe? Are we talking about a, a resting ruck or something like that, or? It's interesting now because I noticed in the in, in the uh, Geelong game, um, NAB Challenge game that uh, Rowe did a bit of rucking. I would have thought that was predominantly because Casbolt didn't play. So I would have thought if Casbolt plays, he's our he's our second ruck and and yeah. Rowe, Rowe pretty much stays in defence. I look just on Rowe. It was interesting to see that he actually they trialled him forward as well. So I'm just wondering if Mick might be thinking, well, you know. To yep. throw him forward sometimes here rather than just leaving. Um, but I think certainly for certainly for Thursday night, you should start back and either Vickery or Griffiths. Um, Griffiths, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I'd like to see it happen, but who knows. But you're, you're mentioning, you obviously mentioning Tartan, you're mentioning Bokehorse. I don't think there's enough space in that side. We've got a fair bit of depth, you know. Um, I, I, you, know you, you sort of look at all these players you want to play and then you realise, you count them up and go... Oh, you know, we've just 25, 26. You know, we've actually got to... Some of these guys aren't going to get a game first up. Oh, so, for sure. For be, sure that... More depth than we have in a long time. Oh, that's right. And, and look, there's definitely going to be a couple of unlucky players on Thursday night for absolute sure. Um, it, it really depends, you know, which way sort of Mick wants to go. And I, I think maybe the perfect example, that's going to be Simon White. Um it could even just be for a, a purely matchup perspective that he just just gets squeezed out. I, based on his form, he's definitely best twenty-two. But you know whether they can actually find a spot in there for him. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting interesting to see how the, um, you know which way they go. Should table tomorrow night. We we don't we're not a team that generally plays very tall. Um, we sort of usually go in five or six talls, including a ruckman and. Um, the, the fact that we've got uh, three defenders, three forwards, and a ruckman in our side, in our ideal side's the one we, we, we're always we're all choosing. Um, I'm just wondering if that makes us a little bit top heavy. Um, it's just sort of when you when you think of Jones, Caswell, and Henderson all on the forward line, um, good foils for each other, good contested marking going on there. Mm. Um, and that was that was apparent in the uh, NAB challenge as well. But you know then but Jack Jamo and um, and uh, and row down back as well. It does seem a little bit tall, doesn't it? Well, it does. You know, Jack, she's quite mobile, so 
he's he's pretty good when the ball's on the ground. Um, so I don't not sure if we'll be exposed overly um, down back. And um, you know, Hendo and Jones aren't bad when the ball's on the ground. So look, I, I see where you're coming from, but I'm not I'm not sure if it's a I don't think it's a huge problem. Yeah. yeah. Who have Richmond got to cover our cover the three forward? I mean, um, we're talking uh, Rats, uh, Chaplin, Chaplin, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure because they've actually been playing Morris Ford in the NAB Challenge, so yeah, I, yeah the the other name escapes me at the moment. Maybe it is Asprey. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not usually would Asprey sure. would probably be that third tall. So it, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. You'd assume Rats will go to Henderson if he's uh, if he's up forward. Um, uh, you, you would have thought so, yeah. So, um, you know, you, you'll really get a chance to see what Jones can do as a, as a real, as a, probably a true third target on a um, maybe a fourth or fifth string defender. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and that, you know, and look, if, if Simon White does play, then, you know, the great thing about him is he can play at either end of the ground. So, you know, we might be able to get a, a good matchup for him. Um, but as I said, he just might be one of those really unlucky guys that, that misses it out. It's just, I'm just not sure. Yep. Yep. So, um, who has it in the midfield, as far as you're concerned? Who has a better midfield? Oh, look, I'm biased. So, obviously, I think us. I, I, look, I think we definitely bat pretty deep. You know, obviously, we've got, you know, Judd, Murphy, Gibbs. I think Cripps won't get, well, he won't get any attention at all. So, he can just essentially run around and do what he likes. Um, a fit Thomas this year as well, which we didn't have for essentially most of last year. Um, try to say to go through there, hopefully, you know, guys like, you know, Simpson and Yaron and a couple of others, mentally, if he can learn to find targets through the midfield, he can go through there as well. So, um, I think, I think we bat pretty deep. Um, so yeah, look, I'm, I, I think we've, if we don't have Richmond covered in the midfield, I, I don't think we're behind them. So I think it'd be a really good battle in the midfield. Yeah. Um, so you're saying Carlton by 11 points. Um, maybe yep. do you... Uh, happy Do's not here tonight. Do you want to give any 10-goal predictions or you're a little bit more... No way would I predict 10 goals. He is the world's biggest jinx as well. So Happy Dude, if you're listening, don't do that this year. Um, we were shit last year and I blame you. Um, I would think that we will win by seven points. <laughs> All sounds good to me. I'll tell you what, I'll... Um... I'll, I'll split the difference and uh, and uh, between the two of you and go nine. Sorry, for, <laughs> sorry for coming in between you like that, but uh, it has to be done. <laughs> and, and, and number number nine's a pretty good number. Um, for sure. <laughs> oh God, so's number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we'll leave it there, folks. Uh, it's been uh, it's it's been a good night, uh, considering there's only three of us here and the others are all slackers. But um, we'll get better as the year goes on. Uh, Taking a little bit to. Uh, get warmed up too, and there's been a lot going on in the uh, in the background in the AFL community to uh, to distract us. So uh, uh, I'll leave you with these uh, parting words: uh, guilt or innocent is in the eye of the beholder. Never forget that. Um, and um, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you, everyone.